What's up, everybody? Thank you very much for tuning in to yet another episode of Confessions of a Clown. For for all of you guys who have been listening and continue to listen, I really appreciate it. Now, I've had a pretty solid week. I'm not going to lie. It's been really great. Um, I know I've... So these whole things with releasing them on on Monday, I feel like it's going to be a little rough, but I'm still going to do it anyways. I wasn't really thinking about it, but... I do have my daughter on Sundays, and I can't really record. So, I mean, I did record yesterday, uh, last night, but it wasn't as great as I wanted it to be. It was very short, and I wasn't giving it my all, you know? And um, I also drank a 40 last night, so I felt very clouded. And, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I don't do any open mic sets. Uh, You know, I don't drink or smoke before my open mic set. So, you know, it, I think it's I should also uh, not do that while doing my podcast. But I am not drinking right now. I'm also not eating crappy foods or drinking soda just for one of the reasons I'm trying to get back into this, uh, you know, trying to get back into my routine again. How, uh, you know, I initially lost 50 pounds. Um, I quit drinking, quit drinking soda, started fasting, eating better a while back. I would say maybe, well, actually, I stopped drinking 2020, uh, December. Uh, I think it was Christmas Day I stopped drinking, and then I had continued it on uh, for like nine or ten months where I didn't drink, uh, which was great. I felt really good. I was also, I had started fasting as well, and I had dropped like, I think 50 to 60 pounds because I was a fat fuck. I was fat as shit. I still am fat to the, to people who are normal. You know, weight. I'm still a fat bitch. Um, so I'm trying to get down to like normal weight, I guess, for my body type. I don't know. I've got some pretty broad shoulders still. And, uh, you know, I'm short and stocky kind of guy. So I honestly don't know where I need to be. But yeah, so uh, speaking of open mics and um, not drinking, I did a couple of them this uh, last week and they were pretty fucking solid. Um, I, I got no laughs. But that's a part of it, right? That's a I'm uh, um right now I'm in the trenches. I I have nothing really funny to say, and I don't know. Well, I do really have stuff. I have stuff to say. I guess I don't know. They're all they're all pretty personal, and um, I just like making fun of myself. I look I love making fun of all the shit that has happened in my life, and so that's what I that's pretty much my materials from you know growing up and. Um, what people will consider hardship or trauma or whatever fucking bullshit that it is. I hate using those words. Just make me sound like a pussy. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't, I steer clear of those words. But, um, so I did a couple open mics. I did my first, like, black open mic. It was all black audience, and it was rough, let me tell you. I don't really think they were expecting it. It was put on by one of the other comics, and... I don't think the rules were pretty clear. So it was called a tap out. Pretty much it's like what Apollo did where if the person sucked, whoever was performing that day, they would just be like, you know, boo, boo, get out of here, you know. And that's kind of, you know, what they were going for, except that, you know, they were wanting everybody to tap, you know, the comedian out. And so, again, if you got taps, you have to get off the stage. And so, you know, unfortunately, they didn't do that for me. Um, because I was just saying my jokes and it was very quiet and I guess it's better to, to have their attention, right. Than to not be tapped out. 
But then again, rules were fairly unclear. And I just received a text. Let me go ahead and put that shit on airplane mode. I'm sorry about that. But um, I really enjoyed it. Nonetheless, it was really uh, it was an awesome growing experience. I got to hang out with all the other comics and kind of get to know a couple of them. Um, really swell guys, let me tell you. Really cool guys. You know, they're a lot younger than me. And that's the thing I wanted to get to as well is like I'm 32 years old and I'm starting off uh, stand-up comedy. And given that, that I, I'm, I'm so limited on time, I'm trying to take advantage of every single hour that I get. But this this uh, this week, you know, I, I'm trying to do the podcast. I'm trying to do open mics and also work to pay rent, which is going to be rough. And if you guys are hearing this clicking noise, that's my refrigerator. I don't know if you guys can hear. I'm doing this on my kitchen table. So um, I was trying or thinking about, you know, insulating this room, the living room a little bit better. But I really don't have that much longer in this house that I'm living in right now. It's my it's my sister's and and she's going to move in pretty soon. She just graduated school. And so I don't know where I'm going to end up in the next year. Um, So I need to kind of get my shit together. So, you know, prices are fucking ridiculous on rent. Um, Not only that, but I'm a driver. And so gas is ridiculous as well. Fucking I paid four dollars a gallon yesterday, which is ridiculous. Um, so, you know, things are getting rough, but <clears throat> I'll link it to the broader side. I've been through worse. I don't really fucking care. The money thing, my, I, I'd rather be broke and be enjoying my life and doing stand up and knowing that my daughter is like taken care of than anything else. So money, I really don't give a fuck about it. Um, uh, we went to go see the new Batman movie, uh, yesterday, which was pretty, uh, Pretty, pretty rad. I'm not going to lie. I'm not really that much into like superhero movies. Um, I mean, I did like Dark Knight and Joker, um, but for the most part, anything else like the, the Avengers, there's just, it's just too much for me, man. There's nothing funny about them. They do like little jokes here and there, but I'm just like, meh, whatever. I think I, it's just because I grew up on like way, like much more, you know, different stuff, like gory stuff or sense of the like the humor of it was was way different i don't know because my dad then again my dad he loves all those marvel movies but then he collected comic books comic books as a kid so you know where that's where we differ i like like independent movies too you know but then again i'm like eh, you know how long can i you know fucking watch movies of white people being dramatic and complain about their lives nothing to white people like i shouldn't even have said that i'm not even fucking an asshole like that I don't like this whole cancel culture towards white people. I'm sorry, guys, you guys have it rough, but, you know, so I have, you know, black people and, and Latino people, Mexican, whatever. Everybody, we're all fucking cunts. It doesn't matter. But speaking about fucking white people, um, you know, I feel like lately I have to kind of distance myself from some people. And even even if even if I have to do the uh, do the ghosting around here, you know, because I don't like when that shit fucking happens to me. I don't like ghosting people because that just like like your character to me, like it, you're just a shitty person. If you if you don't have the fucking balls to tell them that you don't want to talk to them, I get it. There's certain certain circumstances where I feel like yeah, you can. It's cool. But if you're just like, nah, I'm tired of this person. I don't want to talk to them. Like, eh, they don't deserve you know me fucking telling them. Uh, I've done it to a couple of people. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, but at the same time, those motherfuckers deserve it because they know. They know what the fuck they did wrong, you know? I think, there's, I think there's a point where you're like, all right, this person 
you know, I don't have to really fucking explain to them, but they're a fucking cunt. So I'm not going to I'm not going to talk to him anymore. So, you know, recently, you know, I'd been speaking to somebody and they're one of these kind of spiritual cats, you know, they're like those spiritual hippies. And I could take some of it, you know, there's some, there's some of it that I, oh gosh, I just fucking cringe at the thought of like fucking even speaking to these kind of people. But, you know, I met this one cool person online and there, we had some mutual friends, I guess, maybe I'm not really sure, but just, you know, mutual hangs, I guess. And, uh, you know, there was this whole like fucking thread about on like one of the venues, I think it was like rebel lounge where somebody was like talking about like not being vaccinated. You can't go to the show because you're not vaccinated. And that person was being like, you know, I was like pretty much like the captain sable hole of the internet, you know? (laughs) But I mean, I didn't even know it was a girl. I just looked, I was like, Oh, this guy's being a cunt too. Like, Anyways, we started, we became friends and we like hung out a couple of times and, you know, I went over to this person's house and their type, again, usually some, somebody I wouldn't really hang out with just because I'm not really down with those spiritual type people because they're annoying. They're all about like the fucking chakras and like the gems or the stones or fucking preaching happiness. But at the same time, like these are the same type of people that are just fucked up in the head. You know, we're all fucked up in the head and they're using this shit as a vice, you know, just like me being fucked up in the head and constantly masturbating. That's like, that's my thing. I'm not a spiritual person. I just like to masturbate. Like I feel myself, you know, like fucking, uh, but lately though, I think I'm, (laughs) I'm detoxing from that shit. I don't want to, I'm not going to fucking masturbate anymore because I've been doing it so much that I get, get fucking tired of it. I'm just like, dude, again, I'm like, come on, man, I'm tired of this shit. I don't want to keep doing this. This shit's fucking tiring. So, you know, I'm staring away from that fucking, I don't get laid. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I don't give a fuck, but I don't really also don't put myself out there like I, you know, should. And I'm a very emotional person. And at this point, I'm just tired of kind of like being that emotional person and being vulnerable. I I don't know. I just I, I'm tired of all that shit. I'm tired of meeting people. This person was, you know, I'd offer my I'd offer to hang out or like fucking I even offer to cook, too, because I'm tired of fucking going out. If I'm being honest, like a lot of the people out there, I don't really have anything in, in common with. Um, they're all, you know, if I go to a club or something or if I go, not even clubs, I hate clubs, but like to like fucking little hipster dive bars and shit, like I'm just totally fucking different from them. So like, there's no point in interacting with these people. And some of the people that I thought were my friends or I thought were, I was cool with, they just, you know, they're not, they're, they're fucking weird. And maybe it's just because I come off too strong. I'm that, I'm that type of person. And you know, I'd rather be alone. I'd rather be writing jokes or writing stories or listening to music, listening to podcasts than be with anybody else. You know, like I, I like my little isolation chamber and, uh, that's where I kind of thrive the most. And, uh, so yeah, with this person, you know, I thought we had reached a certain point of the, the quote unquote friendship or something like that. Cause I was kind of digging this person too, you know? And I felt, I, I felt like the, the feeling was mutual because, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, but anyways, this person was a complete waste of time. I don't, you know, you try to invest yourself in these friendships and they just don't work out. 
And it came to a point where they were like, oh, I won. I'm now ready to be your friend. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Like, we've been talking for a couple months now. Like, what do you mean? Like, this is retarded. (laughs) I thought that's what we were. This is ridiculous. I'm wasting my time. Like, this this fucking, like, job interview or something. I don't know. But this spiritual people, man, they're fucking a waste of time. You know, this person didn't like talking about their feelings or emotions. They always wanted those happy vibe type things. And it's just like, no, that's not how it always is, dude. Like, it's not always happy vibes. You know, that's not the grown up thing. It's not a healthy thing. And like, I felt like this person couldn't take listening to certain things. Like, they listen to my podcast and they're like, oh, I thought it was going to be funny. It's so depressing. It's downer. And I had this one about a dog, you know, my old pet getting hit by a car and they couldn't take it. And they have like some kind of trauma or whatever. She's like, dude, we all have fucking traumas. It's just how you deal with it. And I would, I was expecting a lot more since this person was like fucking five years older than me, you know? And so, I mean, I gravitate towards, you know, older people, uh, not older people, you know, but their experience, you know, like people who are like four years older than me, I'm 32 right now. So mid to late thirties, like those are the people I gravitate to the most because like, I those are the people I take serious. They have more of their shit together. I'm not saying financially, but more like they've been through it. So people which is more life experience. And I feel like I've had a lot of life experiences in such a short time. And uh, again, quote unquote, traumatic fucking experiences, which I fucking hate to say fucking sounds, you know, some pussy shit to say, but whatever. Anyways, enough of this person. I don't want to fucking continue. I don't want to, you know, give them light and uh, a lot of time on my fucking podcast. Uh, I just don't like those fucking ridiculous ass hippies, man. It's just ridiculous, especially the white women. They're like, oh my god, like it, it, it all started off as a trend, and now it's a part of their personality. It's like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Go live in the wilderness if you're really that fucking, you know, spiritual. Get the fuck out of here. Go live like a troll under a bridge or something like that. So. You know, I'm just glad that, you know, I have zero fucking tolerance for people these days. And, you know, I'm so happy that I have the friends that I do. You know, you've heard them all on the podcast so far. You know, Rudy Marcos. Uh, you know, I have TN, James, Mario, Tony. And, you know, if I haven't named you guys uh, all Daryl, like, they're all freaking awesome. Um, so they've been fucking supportive. You know, I did start this, uh, t-shirt business thing last year and it didn't work out, man, (laughs) but they were so fucking supportive and they were like, all right, like, you know, we got to help out our friend out. This guy, you know, helps us out, you know, by reposting or whatever. And it's not like I asked them to do it. They just did it because they're awesome people. But, you know, it never worked out. I spent so much money on making these T-shirts and nothing came out of it. But I still have a fucking grip load of them. <laughs> I have like maybe 200 shirts in my closet right now. But, you know, I really do, I do love the design. I love everything about it. But I guess it's just not in the cards right now. And which I'm fucking cool with. You know, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm not, I, I, I could put it aside for right now and pick it up later. So, you know, right now I'm just focusing on doing this podcast, which is freaking amazing. There's an option for you guys if you guys want to um, on Anchor. Uh, the link is on my Instagram. And if you guys are not following, uh, you guys can follow under Ascendas, A-C-E-N-D-A-Z, or Confessions of a Clown on Spotify and YouTube. And if you want to find me on Instagram, another way, it's my full name, Benjamin V. Mejia. So, you know, you guys can hit me up, however. 
And um, so on Anchor, allows you to make a donation if you want to, a little small subscription. Again, it's optional. You guys don't have to do it, but the option is there. It starts from like 99 cents to like 4.99 a month. So, you know, any, any little thing helps. Right now, I'm only doing this as audio. Um, I tried to do it with a an iPod that I had, but it didn't work out too much. Um, it kept glitching and overheating and it was an older iPhone. It was an iPhone seven. And then the other camera that I have, it was a Canon T3i. It's just not gonna, it's, it's not gonna work out. It's just, I guess like the quality of it just sucks. So, you know, whatever you guys contribute to, you know, um, would, would be very helpful. I uh, really appreciate it, but I'm not pushing you guys to do it. Just by you guys listening is is enough for me. I fucking enjoy it, and you know the the listeners have been going up, so thank you. I appreciate it. So I've got some pretty cool news, man. Um, and by the end of the month, I'm going to be taking a trip to New York City. Well, I'm gonna go with a friend. She's uh, starting a new gig out there in uh, New Hampshire, and is that how you say New Hampshire? New Hampshire, or Boston? Yeah pretty close i guess whatever um but she's gonna be starting her gig out there and um she asked me because she heard me on the last podcast like hey i really uh you know i heard you speaking about new york you've always been speaking about it i'm heading out there if you want to go you know drive with me out there i could drop you off in new york city and uh i'm taking her up on the offer uh it's gonna be pretty scary you know i've never been anywhere else besides um california like I don't know. I felt like, you know, California was like my backyard, you know, and I can, you know, I rode my bike everywhere when I moved out there the first time. Um, only thing is I didn't have a license. So, you know, that's what kind of kept me from driving and stuff like that. But, um, you know, New York City, though, is different. It's a fucking huge city. Obviously, uh, I'm not familiar with anything of it. You guys hear that, huh? It's my fucking fridge. Jeez fucking ridiculous but anyways so i don't know like I, i'm pretty scared but i'm really excited at the same time because i've never been there i'm 32 years old and i've only been to let me see mexico texas arizona here new mexico and california and that's about it i've never done anything else um so you know i'm pretty stoked about this trip we're gonna be driving across country and then she was telling me like hey Check out, you know, we're going to be hitting the cities, you know, know the route, like, and also get a list of the open mics in each of the city that we hit up. And I was like, wait, what? Like, it didn't hit me. I was just like, oh, shit. You know, we're driving to New York. So, you know, she was talking about Texas, Tennessee and all that. And I was like, oh, man, like, <laughs> this is really happening. And, you know, I, I, I got pretty scared. I'm not going to lie. Just because... You know, again, unfamiliar place. It's still in the United States, but I'm still like, ah, new territory I've never been to. So, you know, it's just a wonderful opportunity, uh, uh, and I'm really stoked on it. So, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm pretty stoked on that shit. Um, I had been thinking a lot about, uh, you know, my my high school days or my later years after high school when it came to the music. Somebody did mention it. Um, What's his name? Scott. Scott is an awesome friend of ours, a uh, friend of mine. He's a really great supporter. Uh, you know, when I first put my stuff out there, my T-shirts, he bought like two T-shirts 
and you know just i don't know man he's just a very cool cat he's under b r let me see b r e a x my heart so like break my heart breaks my heart uh really cool cat very supportive but you know he did um you know i I put out like a suggestion thing like hey what do you guys want to hear about the most and he's like oh your music years your music time you know and you know, I, I started playing music at a, at a really young age because of my, pretty much my dad. You know, he got me started on a lot of great music. You know, typical, like, classic rock, like Led Zeppelin and stuff, Black Sabbath, um, Steppenwolf. Um, but I didn't really learn all that stuff until maybe I was, like, seven or eight years old. Because before all that, we were listening to nothing but, like, gangster rap and oldies and, like, funk music. And then... Later, when, um, you know, I was, like, seven or eight, nine, ten years old, that's when he took out, like, the gems, you know? And and then, so after seeing, like, you know, Jimi Hendrix, Zeppelin, even Elvis, I was just like, fuck, like, I want to do that with my life. I want to play music. And then, so, I gravitated towards the, the guitar the most just because, you know, I just loved the sounds that Jimi Hendrix was making, and I just wanted to mimic those sounds so badly, you know, it's not like nowadays where you have, like, fucking... Everybody's a guitarist these days, you know? Thanks to the fucking internet, everything is so in your face, and everybody wants to play and think they're a fucking badass. It's not one of the reasons why I wanted to play guitar. I just wanted to play it because I wanted to make music, and I love sounds. And I don't know, every time I listen to music, especially a band that I like, fucking... I get, like, an eargasm, man. Like, it gets me fucking hard every now and then. I end up fucking cumming myself... So, like, that's how it is with music, man. That shit runs through my fucking blood. And, you know, without music, even though I haven't been listening to, to it too, that much, blah, blah, sorry, fucking getting tongue-tied, even though I haven't been listening to it that much, you know, it, it's there for me whenever I need it. You know, it's my drug. It's my therapy. And especially when it came to playing it, that shit was a whole different release for me. I felt like I was, like, untouchable, you know, and... Granted, like, it was the 40s that I drank before my set, but it just got me even deeper. You know, like, when people shoot up heroin, like, that kind of feeling. I've never done it, but I could only imagine, because I've been really high before to the point where I just became brain dead. So, um, you know, I could only imagine it's that kind of feeling. But, I don't know, man. Like, so I started playing when I was eight years old. Um, I picked up a guitar. I really wanted that Les, the, the uh, Les Paul, the, the, the Gibson, Les Paul Gibson, that sunburst one that Jimmy Page had. And um, I ended up getting this, um, what was it, a Washburn BT4. And it was a short, shorter neck. I think it was like 24 frets or something like that, a smaller body, which was great for me because, you know, at that time I had like really short arms, uh, little fingers and stuff. So, you know, it worked out for me. And so when I was living in, in California and Santa Ana, I met these two cats. Uh, they were my neighbors. And they were into a lot, like, a lot more cooler shit than I was. I mean, classic rock, you know, Led Zeppelin and all that stuff, The Who, they're all fucking amazing. But when, when you're a little kid and you want to, like, you, you're in that discovery mode and you're seeking other stuff that's harder and heavier, like, those cats really did help me find the shit that I was looking for. Um, so, you know, we, they would always come over and I had like this little amp, uh, this little Marshall 112 amp 
and I had uh, a drum set in there. And so, like, we would have band practice. So I was, like, this little eight, nine-year-old kid covering, like, little, you know, Green Day songs from back in the day. And, you know, my parents were stoked. They were really stoked that I was learning something new, I guess. And, you know, I wasn't... I grew up in a pretty bad uh, neighborhood, but I never really was exposed to it just because I stayed in my house a lot. And I, I, I wasn't really that exposed to it until I was a lot older. And not saying that I'm, like, I was a gangster or anything like that, but it was just one of those kind of things where you're just like, nah, yeah, that exists here, but, you know, I, I don't really pay no mind to it. So just like anywhere else where you grow up, you're pretty much used to it. It's just like seeing a fucking tree, you know? It's like, yeah, there's trees, you know, but whatever, you know? Um, so, yeah, I didn't really gravitate towards that shit. I, I loved music a lot. I loved skateboarding. And so I just wanted to do those every single day. So I would write music, you know, there were little crappy ass songs. My guitar was still out of tune. And if it wasn't for these two cats named Ricky and Mike, I wouldn't have been exposed to all that other stuff. And then I remember one day there's this radio station called K-Rock, K-R-O-Q, K-R-O-Q. And, um, you know, they would do like the surf report, like they would let you know in the morning, like at six in the morning. Like, hey, dudes, bro, the fucking surf report today. You know, talk about, like, the tides and everything. It was so cool. Growing up in California is fucking cool as hell, man. I'm not going to lie. It's just, like, cool shit. It's just, like, the radio was cool back in the day. Like, they would play some really good punk rock music. And, like, you know, I, I enjoyed living there. And so music, though, I, I've already told the story about me being, you know, 13 years old and then meeting these kids who who were like 18 19 years old wanting me to hang out with them and then so when I moved to Arizona I was 15 years old I think it was 2005 16 somewhere on there uh 2005 and oh actually no so I was in a band with my cousin uh when I was like 13 14 um and they lived on another part of uh, Santa Ana and we, I was pretty, I was pretty much in a, in a jam band slash cover band. We did like a lot of like uh, Red Hot covers, Hendrix covers, um, Zeppelin covers, but I was playing drums. But that's where I learned how to improvise though. My improvisation skills grew when I was hanging out with my cousin and his friend because they were way older than me. They were like 18 already, 19, somewhere on there. And man, my cousin was really good, had really good finger technique, but he was always down on myself, down on, on himself, saying like, oh, I'm not really that great at playing bass. But it's just like, motherfucker, you're really good, you know? Because that dude would fucking practice hours and hours and hours. So um, I was playing drums. I was very mediocre, and I was still trying to learn, you know, the basic shit, uh, a lot of the basic shit that I didn't have down. So, you know, we would, we would, oh, we also played with my cousin Foomers. He was, a fucking rock solid Kurt Cobain, pretty much. <laughs> he had like his mannerisms down, he had his voice down, and that's pretty much like all that we played for, I would say, like a good summer. Uh, we would play a lot of Nirvana covers. And um, we, I ended up st- starting a band with my cousin Foomers and my brother, and we were called The Few. And um, we kind of made our own like grungy type sounding music. This was around 2004, 2005, I think. And uh, it was awesome. It was fucking rad times, man. 
I remember this one time uh, we were playing music outside. And so where my cousin grew up is a, it felt like it was a little worse than where I grew up just because they grew up like in an industrial part of town where there was like a lot of like, um, a lot more like car lots. There was like hookers down the street. Um, it was just like, you know, kind of like, like Grand Avenue here in Phoenix. It was kind of like that type of vibe, Van Buren type of vibe. And, um, but it was like, you know, very hood. And so I remember one time we were playing outside and we were just, you know, jamming out. And then there was a fucking helicopter that was on top of us just flashing their light. And then we had cops called on us, I guess. And they were like, hey, if you guys don't fucking quiet down, we're going to take your shit away from you. And in my head, I was thinking, like, dude, would you rather us be out there fucking shooting at people being in gangs or playing music here? You know, like, it was ridiculous, man. It was fucking stupid. But, you know, I had a really good time in California being in a band. And the moment that I heard that we were going to move, like, it fucking broke me because... You know, California, I, I wanted to play, like, places like the Roxy and stuff like that or... Um, you know, what is it? Where else? You know, I forgot the names already. You see, that's, that's how far it's, it's, how long it's been since I've like been to California too. So, you know, just cool fucking places that I, that I, I wanted to play, you know, when I was a kid and I got invited to shows, but my mom never let me, which is cool. You know, I get it. I respected her wishes, but that's when, at that point, when I was a teenager, I was just like, fuck everything. I'm not going to listen, this and that, this and that. You know, you just become rebellious kid. And so when I was around 15 years old, we moved to, to uh, Peoria, Arizona, which is fucking the boonies. It fucking, it was hell as a kid because, you know, I grew up around fucking cool shit. I grew up around cool ass people, like cultured people. And you move me to an area where there isn't much culture. You know, it felt like I moved to, like, fucking, like, like, the movie Varsity Blues. That's what it felt like, you know, fucking yeehaw type shit. And so I honestly didn't know that there was a, a downtown until, like, 2007. So this is already, like, fucking two years into living here. And that's when I, I mean, dude, I had, I did, I was in a band. We were called Zephyr, like, in 2006. And it was just horrible. I mean, the music was great, but we didn't know where to play. We were in the West Valley, and there was, like, little, you know, mom-and-pop-type music shops, and we were playing shows there, but, like, it was just, like, nobody's there. Like, it was just in this, like, shopping mall area. It was, like, strip mall or something, and it was just, it sucked. And then I got into this band called uh, Going Postal, and they were, like, a punk band, but, you know, I played my first show in downtown Phoenix at this place called The Fix. And um, it was cool, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, being in a punk band, you know, seeing fucking these crummy-ass-looking kids, dirty as hell. My my guitarist at the time, so when he was getting his mohawk fixed in the back of the venue, like, <laughs> with, like, a bunch of, like, you know, like, Aquanet. It was, like, literally a foot tall. And uh, it was pretty rad. He fucking smelled all the time because he didn't believe in, like, showers. And he lived on this farm. Um, He was, like, a punk rock farmer. But he wasn't... He was against it all. He was against the grain back in the day. But now, 
you know, I guess you grow up, you grow out of those fads, and, you know, he now fucking took over the ranch of his dad, so, which is pretty interesting to me, you know, because he's, he was always, like, that anarchist kind of cat, but, you know, people change. So I was in that band for a while, uh, and then I got kicked out. Uh, I, I always got kicked out of bands. I don't get it. I got kicked out of the, the first band that I was in here in, in Peoria. We were called Zephyr. And I get it. Uh, they're two brothers, uh, the you know vocalist and the drummer. They wanted other things. They're very out there kind of cats, you know. They they dig into like '80s type like uh, music, so which is cool. Uh, I'm not gonna lie though, being broken up like that, <laughs> like like music wise, like did fucking hurt. It felt like I was leaving a relationship of of years. But uh, it was still cool, man, uh, because I ended up finding these other cats. My brother was trying out for this one band because he was playing drums, and um, he just didn't—he wasn't feeling it. I don't know if maybe skill-wise he wasn't meeting it, and he was just like not feeling sure of himself. But um, he just wasn't feeling it. And then so they saw that I had a drum set in my room, and they're like, "Hey, do you play drums?" And I was like, "Yeah, I play around." And they're like, do you want to try out? And I was like, sure, I'll try out. And I tried out. They really enjoyed me. And from there, I was with that band for like a year. Funny thing, though, like the first practice that I had with them, um, the first practice that I had with them, I kicked out their bassist because all he was doing was filming the band. And, you know, I rely a lot on the bass as well. You know, I'm, I'm a part of the rhythm section. I'm like, yo, dude, fucking pick up uh, your bass and start playing, man. And he was like, oh, I'm just recording for right now. So I just got really fed up. And I was like, do you guys want this guy in the band? He's not doing shit. And they didn't say anything. But I was just like, you know what? Just get the fuck out of my house, dude. Like, you're not doing shit. You're not contributing. You're not making any sounds. Leave. And so, you know, that was the day that I kicked him out. We ended up finding this other cat named Tony. And, uh, you know, they were we were a band for a while. And just like anything else, you know, you have that one person in the band who wants to take full control and that's what the guitarist did. He was the lead guitarist, and he wrote all the music. And it's just like, dude, we're not fucking retarded. We can write music, too. We can play music. So, uh, you know, he was kind of orchestrating the whole thing. And then we're, we got to a point where we were, like, really good at playing our songs. And he was just like, oh, well, I'm going to record all of it now. So we're like, okay, this is fucking ridiculous, you know. And then so, you know, it was more of a fucking dictatorship more than anything. So, um yeah, so we kind of broke off and we started our own little groups and they just never lasted, man. People, we, we were just already tired with all the bullshit. We didn't pretty much like each other. Uh, some people in the band didn't like me already because I was an asshole. I was a cunt, especially the, the guitarist. I would always make fun of him because he had small feet and like he was a pretty small guy and i would always lift him <laughs> i made fun of everybody i roasted i mean that's just how i grew up man like that's how i grew up my dad was like fucking always that's how he talked with his friends you know they would fucking roast each other and talk shit and that's how my dad was with, with was with me when i was a kid and i took it i took it and um i that's how i grew you know like and that's how i became the fucking asshole that i am now AKA stand up comedian now. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't change anything. I, if people can't take my bullshit, then that's fine. That's cool, whatever. So, after that band was finished with, I was kind of like in a dry spell for a while. 
I was kind of like, fuck, like stuck in my room, always listening to a lot of John Frusciante around that point because, you know, his music was just him. And I gravitated towards more of like the solo acts because, again, when you can't find anybody to work with in the band, you just like play your own shit. And so that's what I did. Until this one guy, his name is Jorge. And uh, I don't fucking like this dude anymore. I don't talk to him. He's the one that slept with my ex-wife. But anyways, um, he heard my music on YouTube because I was posting YouTube videos of me just, you know, like my demo songs, I guess. And they weren't even good at all. I was just like biting off of Fushiante at this point. But, you know, it, with my own spirit in there, I guess, you know. So I was working on my own shit. And I don't know how he found where I lived. Um, and I didn't even know Well I did put my name Benjamin V. Mejia So you know he, he came to my house one day And he knocked at my door And he was just like Hey you're Ben And I was like Yeah who are you And he came with another cat His name was Francisco And um, he's like Hey we heard your music on YouTube And we think you're really good And we were wondering If you wanted to make like beats Samples and stuff like that and that's just that wasn't my thing around that time. I think I just said yes just to be nice, but I never continued to make you know contact with them. I, I just kind of ignored it because I didn't want to make any beats. That wasn't my thing around that time. And so I said no, and then time passes, and I'm just like, damn, dude, like fucking this really sucks. Like I have nobody to play with until I hit up an old friend who was a part of like the hardcore scene that I was a part of for a while. And, uh, he was like, Hey, do you want to write some music with me? And he was going for a whole different direction. And I, you know how I am. I'm just like, all right, like I'll go ahead and play music just to play music just because I haven't done it in a while. And so, you know, I, I ended up jamming with him and I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, dude, um, I'm not really digging it. And I was like, do you want to play guitar or something or play bass? And he's like, yeah, maybe we can do that. He's like, I know this drummer. Uh, his name is Francisco, and he's really good at the drums. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, you think he'll come right now? And, yeah, he called him, and, like, within like, 20 minutes, he was already there. And it was the same guy that was with Jorge, the same cat. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, what's up, dude? And then, he, you know, the other guy that invited me, Kyle, He's like, you guys already know each other? And I was like, yeah, he came to my house. And then so we got to jamming, right? And it, I played some shit that I've never played before in my life. Like, just some sounds that I've never, you know, I don't know. I was so stuck on blues. I was stuck on, like, rock and roll. And this was more of what the, the people would call post-rock, you know? Uh, more, like, spacey kind of sounds, instrumental-type vibes. And so that... You know, that was something new and it was exciting for me and I loved it. And so, you know, as I left the house and Francisco, he rode his bike to that house. I was just like, hey, do you want to do this more often? Just you and I. I mean, I don't really want to work with Kyle because, you know, I'm not really digging the music that he that he wants to write. And he's like, neither am I, dude. He's like, hell yeah, let's fucking let's start a band. And so, you know, we started practicing in my garage. We recorded two songs in my house it was just like a little microphone that connected to my computer around that time. And they're still on YouTube. If you guys want to listen to them, they're called Planets One or Planets Two. 
Uh, if you go under uh, being, uh, let me see, Benjamin V. Mejia. But yeah, I mean, I ended up working with this cat. We wrote a whole fucking album together. It took maybe two years just because we were, you know, getting to know each other. It's like when you're making love with a new partner. You don't know what they like right away. You know, you kind of kind of go into it, you know, blind. And eventually you find the sweet spot. So that's kind of what happened. Um, so yeah, from there, you know, we recorded our first album. Not a lot of people liked us, but they loved us at the same time, you know, and, um, it was, it was pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. We played a ton of shows. We played, you know, a lot of summers getting hammered. I was living in my grandma's house. I was renting out a house with my cousin and it was a two story house, the most beautiful, like echo, uh, you know, just, it was, it was beautiful. Um, Fell down the stairs a lot, though, like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Never walked down a, a stairs with uh, with socks, especially if the stairs have carpet on them, because your ass will fall. And <laughs> not only did I fall, but also Francisco fell. Like, we were like... <laughs> we fucking fell two flights of stairs, man. That shit was ridiculous. It was funny as hell, though. Had some wonderful moments, man. Uh, you know, playing live again to me is very euphoric. It's just, it takes me to a whole different level. My whole body just gets compromised by the sounds, man. It's just like, it, I no longer have control of myself when I start playing music. And I think that's what I feel now. And no, like, it's, it's such a weird feeling because after an open mic, I'm like, what did I just say? You know, I'm like... Did I do any of my material? Because I am completely lost at this point. I don't remember anything that I said. So, you know, it was uh, it, it was kind of like that. And then, you know, I remember being, um, I had Marcos on, you know, the last episode. And he was telling me one time that when we were playing at my grandma's house, I did a house show there, that he was he started crying because he said it was so beautiful. And I'm like, that's not the first time anybody said that to me, you know, and especially I think I mentioned this in the previous podcast, but I made a girl wet. She had told me like, oh, like just seeing you playing music and hearing your music at the same time, like got me really wet. So I'm like, oh, man, like this is why I do music, you know, not only is it for me, but it's also for other people. So with with uh, the band that I was in with Francisco, we were called Being Human. We were around for I, I would say a decade and we recorded a let me see after the first album we did our second ep or we did our first ep after that because we just went straight for an album we didn't do an ep so after the, for the first album we did an ep and which was never released <clears throat> so there's like five or six songs somewhere floating around there i think maybe my sister has it on her old iTouch that we've never released before nobody's really ever heard um so you know, I really missed those songs. I love playing them, but we were both in a, you know, caught up in a situation where we couldn't really write to our full potential. Um, you know, we both had ladies around that time. And this kind of what we were always off and on, man. We would, when one of us, or mainly him, when he would get a girlfriend, we would stop talking or his girlfriends would not like me whatsoever. Like they were fucking just like infuriated with me for some reason. I think maybe it has to do with me being an asshole. But, um, so yeah, we wrote that. It was half-assed, very half-assed. The guy that we recorded with, Josh Medina, he was like, I don't even want to give you these tracks back because they're just not great. And then so I had uh, knocked up, locked up, blah, 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 sorry, knocked up my ex around that time. 
And so I was more, you know, fixed on being a dad at this point. But it was killing me at the same time because, you know, I spent a lot of my life writing music and playing music that, you know, being a dad, the thought was amazing. But around that time, I was just like, fuck, but I really want to be a musician. So, you know, I, I hadn't, there was no growing for me. I didn't grow around that, that time period. I was just still the same dipshit. And that's what led to, like, me being divorced was because I never learned anything. I never learned what it was to be a man, to be a provider for your family. So I was very selfish around that time. And, you know, which is one of the reasons why my ex did the things that she did. And she left me. So I would hold myself full accountable for that, you know. Um, but yeah, so we ended up getting back together, the, the band, um, being human with Francisco in 2013 or 14, no, 2015. And we write a whole new demo, which was great. I loved it, but something was happening, man. Like I wasn't, this was after like, this was after... My ex-wife had cheated on me, and we had got back like six months after, and she wasn't really too happy with me. She wasn't she wasn't feeling it. She was just like, you're a fucking asshole. You treat me like shit. But at the time, again, I was just like, I'm letting her have it, dude. Like, she fucking put me through the ringer. She, she treated me like shit in other ways that I would never be able to do to her. Like, I cannot do this shit to a woman. Like, I can't do it to anybody. I can't cheat them, you know? And then so I was like letting her have it all the time. And it didn't come to me until recently because um, I was speaking to a friend and and he was like, dude, like you treated her like shit. Like there she would come to me and talk to me and tell me like, yo, like I'm, I'm unhappy right now because I'm being treated like garbage. And. You know, I, I wasn't really I wasn't really thinking, man. I mean, when you go through shit like that and. And you don't know how to channel it any other way. And it wasn't even working for me through music. And I, I, I think I got even deeper into drinking around this time. And I was just like, dude, like, I'm fucked up. And she would always be like, yo, like, what's going on? Like, what, what's, what's going on with you? Like, why are you, why are you still depressed? I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I still feel it. Like, I still feel like you're going to leave me any day. Like, you're going to cheat on me. And she would be like, dude, get over it. Like, it'll, it happened like six months ago. It happened a year ago or whatever. And it's just like something that you can't get over with right away. You know, when you have, and especially I had a cousin that told me, and this was out of his experience where he was just like, once a cheater is always a cheater. And he was a cheater. And that fucked with me the most, you know. And then, you know, I thought that, you know, things were happening behind my back. And guess what? I should have gone with my gut because that did happen. But anyways, this episode is not about that. But I don't know. Holding yourself also accountable. Me coming to, you know, me understanding that I wasn't the best partner as well. And um, I was treating her like shit when I should have just. And there were moments where I was like, dude, um, I'm done with this. Like, I don't trust you anymore. But. I wanted the family thing. I wanted my daughter to have a mom and pop, you know? So, you know, we ended up splitting up again. And then so I got the band together and we ended up working with a a local. His name was Justin. 
and he's in this band called Celebration Guns, and it was a fucking fun time. But me going through the shit that I was going through again, not knowing how to cope with a lot of shit that I went through, I drank a lot, and I felt like I had like, again, I hate using these words, but like bipolar kind of, you know, episodes, I guess. I don't know. And sorry, I was like trying to keep back from burping. But I had like these these weird things, these moods that I would go through. And again, it caused the band to split up. It caused the band to split up. And now that I look back, a lot of these times, you know, the, the later years, I guess, of the band were caused by me. Uh, again, kind of like the whole, you know, being in a band is similar to being in a, in a relationship. And again, if my, my marriage failed, <laughs> what makes you think I could fucking keep a band together? And so, and I was looked at as as the leader of the band. Uh, I didn't want this title. I didn't want to fucking have to get everybody together. I didn't want to have to write all the music by myself. But that's just what happened. And again, you know, as a kid, I was like, this is something that I was looking for that I wanted. And now that I do have it, I'm like, oh shit, this is something that I cannot tame on my own. Um, so we ended up splitting up again, getting back together a year later, 2017, I think. And we met this cat. And then, so Francisco told me, he was like, dude, if you want to play music again, like just make sure that the guy that you get already knows the songs. Cause I'm not going to go through this shit again. He was already fed up with my shit. So got back together, got this cool bassist. And at this point, at this point, um, sorry about that. There's a little cut, but so I got this, this, this bassist. His name was Barry. He was a really cool cat and, um, really great bassist as well. So he, he had moved, uh, moved to Phoenix from, can't remember, but you know, he would also, he also went through like the same thing. He also went through like his own addictions and stuff like that. And he ended up finding his partner here in Phoenix and moving here. So with this cat, we we wrote like an initial so we played the first three songs that we had recorded for the demo and we ended up writing three more songs and so we were just practicing the fuck out of those and he actually called me out one practice and he's like hey dude um you know i hope you don't take this serious but have you ever seen anybody professionally or anything like that and i was like no and he's like do you know if you're like bipolar or something because you know i was chemically imbalanced until I started taking medication and I was like I was pretty upset I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I was like dude how the how fucking dare you man you know like fucking and that's what it's that's what started again I don't know why something fucking hits me and I don't fucking deal with it in the right ways and that's where like that's where things start going down and so when he started accusing not accusing me but asking me if I was like bipolar or saying that, you know, I need to see somebody professionally. I mean, if somebody, now that I think, look back at it, if somebody thinks that I'm going through that shit, they think I'm having the same fucking characteristics as they once had, maybe I should go with their gut. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, I was boozing pretty hard around this time. I was, I was drinking a shit ton. I think around this time, alcohol has really had taken control of my life completely. And... Like to the point where I needed it to be happy Because nothing else was making me happy You know I, I would drink the most Only when I didn't have my daughter And then when I had my daughter I would just keep it to a minimum You know I wouldn't get drunk around her 
I would just get like a slight buzz. But when she wasn't with me again at this point, I kind of made my my whole life about my daughter. Um, so, you know, when she wasn't with me, I, I had nothing else going on in my life. I just drank and I just drank, 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 get fucking blackout drunk. And I mean, that's something that I don't do anymore at all. Like I haven't blacked out in such a long minute, but man, like I don't, I, I don't like those points. I don't like remembering those times, you know, but it, it's also very important because I'm trying to get through the story about music. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, we played three shows, which is awesome. Uh, I, I enjoyed them, but after those three shows, I kind of just stopped talking to them. And I don't know, I was just losing it. I was losing it. I I had no control. I was living in my grandma's back house. I was a fucking loser. I was working this full-time gig at a corporate I was working a corporate gig I was working behind a desk fucking eight hours of my fucking day for Monday through Friday and every other Saturday and I was surrounded by people who were fucking brain dead retarded like they were fucking not interesting at all like the type of people that I would never hang out with and I tried becoming friends with them because you know, my mom once told me, like, you know, like you're you you you're you're depressed. You need to get a job, and that's where you meet friends. That's where you're gonna meet like your a girlfriend or something. But Jesus Christ, you do not meet those kind of people there. They're just as fucking messed up as you are in the head. They don't like what they're doing as well. But they've kind of grasped onto the mentality where if I work, I get to buy all these things that I want. And to me, possessions are not important whatsoever. I don't like fucking the fact that you need a fucking two-story house with five bedrooms, that you need a fucking big-ass plasma TV, uh, that you need the internet. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I guess the internet is not crucial. You need it. But around that time, I wasn't really fucking caring about anything else. You know, I was driving a 97 Grand Marquis, and I was fucking in love with that car. I loved any little fucking thing that I have in my life, I take, you know, I take care of. Um, so I guess, yeah, I do love possessions, but that it's not my priority. It's not what I look forward to in my day. It's not one of the things that I have a list for. Like, oh, I'm going to buy a coffee table. I'm going to buy, like, I have a coffee table right now, but I got it for free. I got it for my brother. He ended up giving it to me because he found it on the, at one of the houses that he was doing. Um, he was uh, a furniture mover. Uh, or mover that's an appropriate word to say i guess but yeah he he gave he's like hey do you want this uh i don't even think he fucking asked me i i saw it on the i saw it on top of the trash cans and i was like hey what are you guys doing with that coffee table and my brother's like oh i found it you want to take it i was like yeah dude gave me a couple rugs too that i have in the shed right now because i used them when i had the drums out and um you know i don't really care for shit like that so that's pretty much where it came to a whole uh um, I remember, okay, I quit thinking that, and, and I guess it did. I, I quit my job January 2nd, 2020. All right. Just months before fucking COVID hit and closed everything down. And I thought that was going to 
cure everything. And it did for the most part. It did for the most part. I'm not going to lie because I, I said, like, I'm going to fucking start my music career as a solo act. I'm going to go under as a send as and I'm going to write my own songs. Like, I don't need anybody else. And I did. Uh, and then March came and that's when everything fucking closed down and I couldn't play music anymore in front of, you know, in front of audience and doing open mics and all that stuff like that. Um, so, you know, around that time, 2020 December is when I decided to finally stop drinking. And I, and I, and I kid you not like working for like those corporate gigs, like they are life drainers. Like they will suck every piece of life out of you. And that's what happened. And I remember quitting that job and <laughs> man, it was like one of the greatest fucking feelings I've ever felt. I'm like, man, I don't have to get drunk here anymore. I don't have to fucking go into the fucking parking garage to get fucking drunk and then come back upstairs to like take the phones, you know, or to do the, get on the phones. Like I don't have to do this anymore. I don't have to listen to people. I don't have to abide by anybody. Like I do Uber Eats right now and I fucking love it because you know, you put in whatever whatever hours you put in is what you're going to get in, re- in in return when it comes to money. So, you know, I'm pretty happy with the decisions that I've made. I love fucking living, I guess it's corny to say, but life on the edge. You know, I don't, I don't have anything consistent right now, but I like it that way because it makes me feel alive. And I know that any day I could fucking just be fucking buried under the ground or you know i, I kind of want to be burnt though to a crisp if i'm being honest um but i know any day that i could fucking go and i'm excited to just to start this new journey or you know be a part of a, a movement of people who are kind of like-minded you know who, who can get away with working three days out of the week and focusing on fucking doing comedy or their podcast so you know I, I'm tired of fucking crying about shit is what I'm trying to say. I, I, I've been fucking sad and depressed for a great while. And I don't know where all this shit came from. I'm trying to and I know things did happen, but they come in waves and I don't really understand, you know, what to think of them. But, you know, you you fucking just go through life and you're like, all right, cool. You know, I'm not going to be some fucking hippie spiritual person because that's not the kind of person I am. I'm not going to force myself to be fucking happy all the time and be like, oh my God, like, you know, my chakra, this or whatever, fucking aura bullshit and fucking hate people like that. And guys, if you're listening to this, this fucking podcast is not for you guys, you know, because we actually deal with our own shit here. We don't fucking try to mask it with some fucking stupid ass rocks and fucking scents or whatever, you know, some bullshit. Anyways, guys. I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, I recorded this yesterday and it was bullshit. I didn't want to give you guys a fucking 30 minute podcast. So, you know, I just, uh, I really appreciate you guys listening. I'll talk more about music later. I just got to get back to work right now, but you guys have a wonderful day again. Thank you very much for, uh, checking me out. Um, if you guys want to make a small donation, it's going to be under the link in my, um, Instagram. If not, just fucking listen and like and subscribe on the YouTube. Um, share with your friends because that's what really matters the most. All right, bye.